This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. We have heard now from Cap. We we had been ghosted for two hours from Cap. I will want to do uh, connect with him about uh, Zach and Billy Donovan. Weird day for the Bulls because out of nowhere, really. Because I I when I woke up today, I was not expecting any serious Zach Levine Bulls rumors. Um, but it really got hot there for a while, um, where it looked like. That it was a strong possibility Zach would get dealt to the New York Knicks. I've always known Tibbs was a fan. Yes. Tibbs had him in uh, Minnesota, and I know he was he was dealt, but it was because... Spoke glowingly about him when we had Tibbs on last year, yes, I think. Yes, he, yes, he loves him. Yeah. And, and I know he dealt him in the Jimmy Butler deal, but that was because he loved Jimmy. And you know how Zach feels, yeah. or how uh, uh, Tibbs feels about veterans. Like, he likes a more polished veteran player. And now... Zach is that way, and and they're sort of stuck too, and and Tibbs knows that they've got to win more, they've got to win bigger, and they're sort of in that what six or seven seed right now, and they've got room where Brooklyn they got, they got picks, they've got and they've got picks. They're number seven, right? Listen, if the Bulls go out and take care of some business right now, look, they can they can make some noise. They're only two back of the Knicks. And the loss column. They're only three back of the heat in the loss column for the six spot. So they just got to get. Hope? Let them cook, baby. Let, let them cook. cook. Let who cook? Them isn't who? I don't know. I don't know how you cook without a point guard and three guys that don't play defense. And Yeah. So, Zach, there were lots of Zach rumors. AK speaks at 445. We'll see the way he spins it here, um, whether or not this was super close or not. My guess is if we were carrying that press conference live, we wouldn't be late for our 4.55 break. You think it was going to be 10 minutes and done? Uh, okay. That's just my guess. We will see. One hour from now, Lewis Riddick joins the show. But I was very intrigued. I think everything started. I was in the car early, heading down to the auto show, got a sneak peek at the Toyota display, a test drove the brand new Prius. It was awesome. Saw Len Casper talking a little baseball today. But I was in the car listening to Cap and Jay Hood. Hoodie sort of broke from a, a conversation like, ooh, keep your eye on the Bulls today. And keep your eye on Zach, possibly. And then from there, it sort of then started to get hot. And where there's smoke, there's fire. But uh, in the end, the Bulls were one of two teams to not make any move. They made no move. Nothing. nothing. Status quo. Um, and then Cap also was reporting this morning throughout the show that uh, Billy Donovan and Zach are not seeing eye to eye. So wondering how much that had to do. And that's why we wanted to get Cap on the show. So and we do have David Kaplan uh, ready to go on the CarX Tire and Auto guest hotline. Cap, how are you? What's up, boys? Aren't you usually asleep this time of the afternoon after getting up early? No, I'm not a napper. I'm not that guy. Where were you for Capper two hours? the napper. That's good. Where was I what? We were texting you. We were wondering where you were. Oh, I was in the middle of working out, and then I was doing a recap podcast that I was in the middle of taping. All right. What What do you know about how close did you, 
Did you reach out to any of your sources, and did you find out if the Bulls indeed were close to a Zach deal with uh, New York? I, From what I've been able to gather from guys I trust, there were talks hard yesterday, and they broke it off, and then they reengaged today, and they just never got to where they could get a deal done because from what this is for someone in the league, our tourist has to kill you in every deal, and we're not going to get killed. And that's the way these teams are looking. I, from what I heard, the Bulls called around. They were willing to do almost anything to shake this thing up. I don't think our tourist is going to admit that. But the big problem is Billy and Zach don't dislike each other as people. Zach's a good dude. Billy's a great dude. They can't coexist, from what I'm being told, on the same basketball team because Zach's just not a winning player. Now, Billy's never going to throw him under the bus, but I'm just telling you that they were in a really bad spot because there was no salary cap relief by not signing him. They didn't have teams lining up to do a sign-and-trade going, I'll give you all this and let me have Zach Levine. So they had to sign him. You couldn't let him walk out the door for nothing. But I'm telling you, they would love to move off that contract. Cap, did did something change with that relationship? Because I know that it did not get off to a good start early when Zach was unavailable at the start of the year. And then they had the instance where Zach took great offense to getting benched in the fourth quarter when he was having a terrible game. And I thought Zach needed to just get over that because he deserved to get benched. I didn't think there was anything wrong with what Billy did, but that was a while ago. Has anything new happened to where they're not seeing eye to eye where they can't, as you put it, they can't coexist? It's just his defensive connectivity in a five-man defensive game. Man-to-man, he will get down and give you good effort. He will guard you. He's a talented guy. He just doesn't have a really smart basketball IQ. He just doesn't. It doesn't mean he's a bad person. It doesn't mean that he's not an incredible athlete. He's just not the sharpest basketball player, and I think that drives Billy crazy. Well, didn't they know that? Like, um, I, I get it, Cap, with regard to you, you weren't going to not sign him because eventually you will get something for him in return. But what does a post-Zach Levine team look like from what you're hearing? Like, what are their intentions? Vooch is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. What does this team I'm look like after? I'm confident. I'm not telling you. I'm not breaking news here. But I keep hearing they're going to try and get a deal done to keep Vooch. Then you're going to, I bet you, you owe me something over there. Did we bet? Did, did we well, let's just pretend we did. Because I said I we were we going to bet. bet. I, was, I said to you, you watch. They're going to. This is what their plan was. We're going to bring in Vooch. We've signed the other guys. This is going to work. And there, how many times, Cap, do you believe that someone will reference Lonzo Ball in today's press conference? Oh, God, please. You'd be a wealthy man for every time they said it, get a nickel. Uh, I keep hearing that they may have gotten damaged goods. Look what we did this this morning, Hoodie and I. Go back and look what the Bulls had to give up to get Lonzo Ball. Not the contract, the sign and trade with New Orleans. Thomas Sadoransky, who can't even play in the NBA anymore. Garrett Temple, whoever he is. And two second-round picks or one second-round pick. There was You didn't have to give up anything to get him. I think New Orleans wanted to move off of him. 
as fast as they possibly could. And maybe the Bulls got hoodwinked. I don't know. I know, but it was, it, it, like you said, it was a sign and trade. So did they really have to give up anything? He, he was coming here regardless, right? But why would New Orleans, if he's all that, why would New Orleans not want to keep him? Why would there not be teams offering more to say, hold on a second, 6'6 point guard who shoots 41% from three, blows up screens, is outstanding defensively. Why was no one else lined up to get that guy? Well, I think he was still an imperfect player. I don't think he was, you know, he still had his flaws, um, and, and I don't think he... I don't like. I, I'm not saying what your sources are telling you is not true. Whether he was damaged goods or not, I, I, I just he was still a young, improving player, and the Bulls were giving him twenty okay. million, and the Bulls were in on him early that he was interested in becoming a Bull. The Bulls really wanted him. I don't think the Bulls had to give up a lot for him simply because he wanted the, the Bulls, and the Bulls wanted him. I, that's a very valid point that you make there. All I'm telling you is. This is a poorly constructed roster, and this falls completely at the feet of Arturis and Mark Eversley. And the fact that they are more invisible than Ryan Pace ever was, and that was one of Ryan's biggest faults, he would never come out and speak, it's embarrassing. So, like, like I said, I mean, the, the fact that that Zach's name has been mentioned in trade talks at the trade deadline here would lead you to believe that something will be done at the end of this season, right? Before next year, they will move on from him, correct? I would think that that's a very, very fair assumption that when next season begins, Zach Levine won't be a player. Okay, so what are they going to do going forward with this team to get them pointed in a direction that has anybody excited? I That's a great question because they don't have any draft capital. Now, can we get a, Silvio remember this, Robert, a frozen lottery card, and all of a sudden <laughs> Victor Wembanyama is playing for the Chicago Bulls? I mean, that was what the rumor was that I saw oh, the Ewing. Knicks got Patrick Ewing. But Short of your top four protected on your first-round pick this year. So if you're not in the top four, that pick is conveyed down to Orlando. You'll re-sign Vucevic. If Lonzo Ball at some point does not say, I'm healthy and I'll be ready to go next season because he's not walking through that door this season, I don't think, you got to go get a point guard. I mean, there's no one that can organize their offense, and that is their biggest problem. And then they have no shooting. Doesn't it's sound a bad, good. Team, man. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like, I don't understand why you would get still get rid of a twenty-seven or twenty-eight-year-old Zach Levine and keep a thirty-two-year-old uh, resign a thirty-two-year-old Vooch. Like, what's the plan? Like, where are you going then? Like, that still is half-assing it. No question. You're a hundred percent right. I think they might be in the worst position of any of the five major teams in our town. Oh, yeah, like the White Sox yeah. have talent. The Cubs have a top 10 farm system and trending upward. The Bears have the number one pick and 90-some million in cap space. The Blackhawks at least have admitted who they are, and they're going to try and crawl their way out of it. The Bulls have no first-round pick, and they're screwed. Were they you, Your people, Cap, your, your basketball people, was there any talk of the Bulls trying to acquire a point guard that could help them this year, at the very least, without Lonzo Ball available? The, they, from what I was told, they called around on different guards, Bones Highland, who did get moved, and other guys. They just don't have anything to trade. Yeah. 
something. Yeah. It's, All right, Cap. They're in hell. They're in NBA hell right now. We appreciate they're in NBA it. NBA hell. That's a yeah. great way to put it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Cap. All right. Have fun, boys. Say so, yeah, the Cap and uh, Hoodie every morning, 7 to 10, right here on ESPN 1000. Uh, listen, the, the assessment of Zach Levine is, is accurate. I mean, he gets you 24, 25, 26. But he can't have the ball in his hands consistently in crunch time. And is like as everyone has said, the basketball IQ is is questionable at times. The decision making is questionable at times. I mean, it's a flawed team, hugely flawed. Matt and Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matt? Matt, well, I want to ask you, Sylvie Model, regarding Utah. I think from what Abdallah said last night, they have what 15 picks in the next four years, and I know they're not going to be able to use all of them. And, I, and the, they're probably going after Wamba Yamba this year. But is there any way that at the end of this year that the Bulls are going to shift towards them to see if maybe if they can get two or three picks for a Zach Levine and a DeRozan combo or something like that? It, it, it depends what Danny Ainge wants to do. Like, does Danny Ainge want to cash it in for someone like that? Or is he looking to cash it in for something bigger? Like, he's done this in Boston where he has turned, you know, those, those chips into championships. In Boston, championship-winning teams. He's done that before, and I don't know if he wants to, to like that's to be middle of the road. I think he's looking for for top top shelf stuff. Just find it hard to believe that there wasn't something. I'm not saying that you you could have blown it up or you could have added a piece that takes you into the top five in the Eastern Conference. I just can't believe there wasn't something you could have done to tweak things. Yeah, I know. Taylor in Hyde Park here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Taylor? Yo, what's going on, guys? Everything's good. Hey, look, man, I had an amazing week. Obviously, you know, the GOAT broke the record. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but Sylvia, you do owe me a day where we can talk about, you know, our conversation. Ugh, so bad. Um, <laughs> your argument so is getting worse and worse. No, it's, it's all good. not. It's not <laughs> it's but I'm good. not stooping down to that. I'm giving him his <laughs> due, and I'm not going to grab the low-hanging fruit. My God. By the way, right, you're cool. sampling your product today, aren't you, Taylor? Isn't that what you're of doing? You decided of to call in and have this fight with Sylvie. Dude, I've, I've been I've, I've been smoking and drinking and popping champagne and drinking Lobo tequila all week. So, um, well, here's where, what where we, am I, LeBron? Twenty three. Yeah, you already know what it is. Taylor, here's what we wanted to know: If the Bulls, this Bulls team, was a weed, a strain of weed, what what strain of weed would they be? Um, it's called the streets called a Reggie, um, and they call it a Reggie, and ironically because of a sports athlete named Reggie Bush. So it's called bush weed. It's weed that grows on the side of the road, basically by, you know, by on the side of a bush. And it's almost like called swag weed. Yeah. You're yes. not going to smoke it. So it's just horrible. You buy it, you pay, you know, pennies on the dollar for it. You use it to actually make butters and, you know, other, uh, you know, concentrates. But you definitely don't don't want to smoke Why it. Would it a party. Taylor, seriously, you mean butters like the actual, like butter? Yeah, I have a I have a whole you know case of butter that I use for okay. when I wake up in the morning and make my toast or my, my you know my, my pancakes. Yeah. But don't you like? Why are you using bad weed for your butter when you use the good weed for your butter? No, the good weed is used actually to smoke it. The bad weed you can actually use it to, to make concentrates because you basically are compressing and concentrating out okay. all the, the cannabinoids and the terpenes. So it doesn't have to be great weed to make a good concentrate. So it stills going to produce a good tasting product. Yeah, because like yeah, because the premium product we use to smoke, you want to get the best dollar for your smoke. Okay, right. So you don't want to use um, that smokable great weed 
into your concentrate wheat because you need much more of it. So because you're concentrating down to a certain levels, you can get still, you know, a 70% TAT versus you smoke it, you're getting a 30% TAT. Okay. So why do that? Yeah, uh, yeah I get it. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm ignorant when it comes to all of this. I just figured, like, if, <laughs> no you, if, if you're going to use the product, why not use the good stuff instead of the bad That's stuff? That's a great question, Because though. I can ask you, Taylor, if when, you use the good weed in your butter, maybe your butter tastes even better. No, better butter. Well, there's only but so much you can concentrate. So to be honest with you, um, that's just not. It's not a good use of your resources of your okay. time because it's a price per. It's a price per, you know, uh, production. There you so, go. So then I'm having I'm having a, four, a forty dollar, you know, French toast instead of like a four dollar French toast. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's like the guys who bought who bought pizza with Bitcoin back when it was like you know ten bucks, and then they just basically today they paid. Two million dollars for okay. Taylor, I got a good story for you. That my daughter, when she was at (laughs) Northwestern, used Bitcoin to buy fake IDs, and like she's thirty now. So this was you know ten. This was ten or more years ago, and she still had like sixteen or eighteen Bitcoin. She remembers left, but she lost access to the password to where it was. Yeah. So she basically (laughs) watched what some something at that point was worth maybe twenty dollars probably escalated at its height to something worth close to a million dollars that just went poof. Yep. How about that? For sure, for sure. Yeah, how about that? No no doubt, man, no doubt. Makes me want to get high. At the the end of the day, uh, I think that's what it comes down to. And I look at this as the same way with the Bulls. I mean, look, the Nets traded away three Hall of Famers or three All-Stars or three All-NBA team guys. And basically got Ben Simmons in a bag of basketballs. Yeah. So I don't know what they think Zach Levine is worth on the open market. I don't know what they think you know DeRozan's worth on the open market. But you're going to get picks for these guys. So yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't just try to go out and get as many picks as you can and gather. Um, this next upcoming draft is a very, very talented draft outside of, you know, Wim Bayama. So I don't know why you don't go after a bunch of draft picks and tank this season. I, um, it doesn't make any sense to keep these guys. I Zach just Levine, think- in my opinion. Yeah, he, he's not a smart basketball player. He takes some of the toughest shots. He's the hardest working player to get two points ever. Yeah, fade away one leggers, fade away three pointers. You know, step back. You know, beyond the arc, thirty, you know, thirty footers. He can rise above everybody. He can. He's quick and he can jump shoot. I don't understand why he doesn't take DeRozan's mindset and go get your spot, pump it a couple times, get your two points, yeah. and let's go to you know the court, play some defense. You know, it's interesting too because and thanks for the call, Taylor. Um, Look, I'm not saying that blowing it up or doing this is going to immediately equate to success. But I'm a fan of pivot. If it ain't working, pivot and go in a different direction. Do something. Tweak it and then tweak it again. But to remain status quo and think that it's going to get better to me is is probably the worst of any of your possible avenues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we always... Tell our football coaches to adjust. Yeah. Adjust. Right. The game plan hasn't worked, so adjust. Like, well, we believe in our plan. We believe in our plan. Like, we we rip our offensive coordinator when the plan doesn't work. Right. And they're like, well, the plan, I like our plan. Like, that's what AK keeps telling us. Right. Well, we like our plan. We got to give him more time. Continuity. You're, you're down. You're losing. You're losing big here. What? How long are you going to go with the plan till you decide to adjust with it? Danny on the west side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Danny? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? We're good. We're high. So I got, no, I'm a bowl not. season ticket holder. 
And yesterday, before even all this went down, I got a, I was on the fence before the season about renewing next year just because of last year's deadline made me so annoyed when they were basically the one seed for a minute and desperately needed shooting and didn't do anything. And then yesterday, my season ticket sales rep calls me and she says, I just wanted to let you know if you're going to renew next year, we're upping the ticket, sale, the ticket prices by 15%. Oh, my goodness. 15%. Yeah, we have 200 level seats, me and my buddy, and they went from 160 a game to 190 a game. How'd you respond? For the Bulls? Yeah. This is from this season to next season. Hey, listen. 15% increase. They are still currently a playoff team. They're, I mean, they're a playing team. A, if, They've got to yeah. earn their way into well, the playoffs. I know. What I'm saying is, is they last year they were in the playoffs. It, in a sport where 20 of the 32 teams make my the playoffs. My point, exactly. This is my point yeah. when I talk about the dilution that is created by well, letting everybody in. They're not letting them in. They've got to still earn their way into the playoffs. Only eight make the playoffs. They still are available for it if you're nine or ten. Right, but you still have to make the playoffs. Being nine or ten, I know, you, you, like, but it's not—it's not football. It's not baseball. It's such a less significant accomplishment to make the playoffs in the NBA. Right? Of course, it, no, of course. That's, that's that's ridiculous. They will—they're in for a rude awakening. Any anything that happens here, they will see. What and what are you deciding? You're, you're, I'm not. I'm not renewing. I was already on the fence before that. I mean, like, I just. I just think this is a really poorly constructed roster and needs to be torn down and they're unwilling to make the tough decisions and suffer a few years of mediocrity to build back up. This, you know, I, I listen to all your callers and they're like, you know, we have bad on ball defenders and then we don't have a good post presence or like, you know, there's not enough shooting. We have too many ice players. It's a poorly constructed roster. Yeah. It's all like, there's a bunch of talented players on the team but they don't play well together because there's no continuity. So do you have and tickets? Was, you have tickets for all 41 games. Yeah, two of them. Yep. So you, they want you to pay sixteen thousand dollars to see the Chicago Bulls next year. Correct. The three hundred ninety dollars a game they want him to pay. Yeah. Yeah, it's 200 50, level. They're good seats. They're great seats. Two hundred. I love the 200 level. That yeah, is a great. great basketball seat. It's a great hockey seat. It's cool. It's, like, nice and spacious. You got couches up there. You got bars. Well, if you're going to also, unless you go there and you 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 sip from the water fountain and you pack some peanuts in your uh, pocket. Yeah, parking, I mean, right. Yeah, like you, ticket, you can double it. $15,990. Double it. It's insane. I mean, I live in West Town, so I'm pretty close to the stadium. I mean, it, it like we'll go at six. We get we park. You know, we go to the dinner at the at Betty's or something, right. and um, and then we go right to our seats, and then we walk out. And I'm home in 20 minutes, so it's like I love going, but I'm just going to buy single game next year. I'm not giving them any more money. Yeah, good choice. And they will yeah. find you. There will have a lot of people like you. If they're raising yeah. tickets in a year that they're mediocre again and in basketball hell by 15%, that is, I would t- I would tell them a KYP line like Stacey King says, yeah. know your personnel because you're not worthy of a 15% raise. No, I no, know. no. It's, in this season, it was I just thought it was insanity. Insanity. 
Like, and they need to do. We just watch. Well, we need, they need to do. We just watched the Bears do this year and the Cubs do two years ago, which is just sell everything and suck and get high draft picks. It's going to take some it's time. It's time to tear this down. It, it's going to take time and it takes patience. Good call, Dan. I mean, look, yeah, yeah. Take care, guys. All right, thanks, Dan. There's Danny. Fifteen percent. Like that's not like. You understand if you raise it 4% or something like that. Now multiply that by how many seats? There's in two. that building? No, oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, in yeah, the building. 20, 20 plus thousand, 21,000. No luxury tax. They are making their money. I mean, luxury tax. They don't want to go in the luxury tax, but they're giving luxury tax prices to their fans. You can they're bet paying that luxury in, tax prices off to their fans. And they're advertising they're going to use the fact that they were in the postseason last year and at the very least the play-in tournament this year. How about win a series? How about win a yeah. series? Yeah. Like their their front office expected. That was what their front office said. We we demand that we win a series. Get to the second round before you start doing that. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll continue to take your calls. And Lewis Riddick at five on the Bears. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at one hundred point three HD two FM. Listen now on ESPN one thousand. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's time to find the great on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great, presented by Great Clips. That's right. Let's uh, do a quick find the great, brought to you by Great Clips. We'll continue to take your phone calls on the Bulls not doing a thing. At the trade deadline, no trades. One of two teams in the entire NBA who did not make a mid-season deal. Nothing. Nada. I'm arguing with our buddy Jim Kezios right now on texting. He's happy with the Bulls. He's fine. Says they're not losing big. They're two games under 500. He's a, Come on, he's a sweetheart Come of a on, guy. Jimmy. Jimmy's but, uh, the yeah, best. He's a sweetheart. He's just he, tweeted. He just texted me. Said, he said, he just texted me. He said, I'd rather be the Bulls than the Hawks or Bears or Cubs. I'll, I'll, yeah, no. The, the Hawks, okay. But the Bears, you've got all the resources in the world. Now you've got to make good, good decisions. And the Cubs are on the way up. And the, the Cubs have the ability to pull themselves up as well. The, the Bulls don't have any draft picks. Right. And they're reluctant to spend money like other winning franchises. The, 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 if the Bulls were 41-41 and 41 with a bunch of draft picks and capital to move up that yes. that's that's different good. story 41 and 41 with an arrow pointing up is good yes but 41 and 41 with no ticket out of this that's not good maxing out at 41 and 41 is the worst spot to be no question and then they're just gonna get back into this rebuild would you rather the be the oklahoma suck? city thunder or the oh, chicago bulls right now going forward here I will. It's 4.30. I get home. I get a ride no, quick like out of here. being here. Who are you kidding? I told Danny we're out at 5. No, today. you love being here. You'd stay to 8 if it was up to you. You're full of <laughs> Oklahoma City. Come on. The Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic could have two picks. Two picks in the lottery. If it's not top four, they could have, like, the number one overall pick, which is their own. Yes. And they could have the, bull, the Bulls, like, say, the fifth overall pick or the sixth overall pick, which is the Bulls. 
They could get Wimbayama with yes. their own pick, and then they could have the fifth, sixth, or seventh pick, which is the Bulls, with their team already. Listen, Jimmy, our buddy Jimmy's just trying to prop himself up because he's got Bulls season tickets. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and he's con- trying to is convince he himself that brother? he can sell them to people. Oh, he's trying to fleece people. Yes! He's trying to do yes! what the Bears are trying to right. do with the number one overall pick. That's right. He's trying to trying to inflate his own thoughts of what those tickets are worth right now. My find the great is is what the Phoenix Suns owner said, and it's what Tyler sent us earlier. I co-signed that. Yeah. The luxury tax is not one of the first things on my mind. We're focusing on winning and not money. Money follows success. I wish all owners felt that way. The new Phoenix Suns owner, they thought big, and they went out and they got KD overnight. I will also tell you that earlier in the week, Jeff Passan did an article on um, Steve Cohen, the new owner of the New York Mets, not so new owner anymore, um, last couple of years. And one of his takeaway quotes was, if the, if the rest of the Major League Baseball owners have a problem with me, they should all buy mirrors for their home. Because they should yes. look in the mirror at themselves. That's who they should have the problem with. This is the new way of thinking for owners who want to win. And I'm hoping what this does is, with the cones of the world, with the new owner, with the Phoenix Suns, is this will either pressure other owners... Like Jerry to either do business differently or have them sell their teams. That they will say, I can't do this anymore. I need to get out of this business and cash in. Yes, and take your profit. Or I need to start spending and doing business differently. Yeah, and there's no shame in taking your profit. That's my great. So the way, new way of doing business with some owners. Tyler, Charlie, you guys have any great? My grade is just the the trade deadline in general. I I find this to be one of the most exciting days on the sports calendar. Like every year it comes and it's just a Twitter storm for there's like a compact 2-3 hours where everything's sort of firing there. It's Woj for Shams. So my grade is the the trade deadline it delivered once again. Does it deliver every year or was this year particularly eventful? I feel like the last Five, six years, it's been extremely eventful every single time. Like I, I remember even there was one time when I was in high school and it was, was just like, like last year. Yeah. Um a couple years ago. But it was like every single like every five minutes there was some new trade that came out. And I, I feel like this year once again it delivered. Were you guys expecting KD to get dealt or was it a big surprise to you? Guys no, I was too? shocked. Absolutely shocked. Me too. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Uh, what do you got, Charlie? Charlie Bevins in for Meller today. Yeah, my my grade isn't necessarily it's it's not exactly the Suns owner, but it is the Suns season long outlook. This team is nasty now. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. I know Chris Paul breaks down every year, but seriously, like if you just throw Kevin Durant and Devin Booker alone on the same team, and then you just still have DeAndre Ayton in the middle, like Phoenix quickly became the favorite in the West, I believe, in a pretty wide open conference. So I, I saw they went the from Suns. like I think the eighth. Team, you know, in terms yeah. of the Vegas odds to the third, uh, third team in terms of how I'm saying this incorrectly, but the eighth most likely team based on Vegas odds to win the title prior to the trade. Now they're third. What will be uh, more fun to watch? A possible Golden State Phoenix series or a possible Dallas Phoenix series? Uh, I. Th- I want to see 
I want to see KD's team square off with Kyrie's team. So Dallas and Phoenix. I also would like to see a a Golden State Memphis series. Well, they, they, hate yeah, they hate each other, yes. right? But KD against Golden State would be good. Yeah, with Draymond calling him a biznachi the yeah. whole series. I, I yeah. bet there's more. I, I feel like there's more animosity towards Golden State than Durant probably still has with Kyrie. It seems like they, like I, I feel like they still are. They just thought it was a weird situation, but I feel like he's still more mad about Golden State. Yeah, and that they may be mad at him too. Right. Uh, Chase on the South Side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chase? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? What's Good. up? Not much. Hey, you know, uh, yesterday was my birthday. Well, happy, hey, birthday, happy birthday, Chase. Oh, thanks. How'd you celebrate? Uh, I ain't really do too much. I wasn't really feeling it, so I ain't really doing anything. How old a man um, are you these days, Chase? Uh... I'm old and I'm getting old, Tommy. I'm getting old. You're not catching me until you I didn't, actually you didn't pass. give us an age. How old are you? Thirty-eight. Thirty. That's not old. old. You're still a kid. I got underwear. No, thirty-eight no. years old. <laughs> no, Sing him happy I'm birthday, Waddle. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chase. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Don't say we never oh, gave man. you anything. Thanks, boy. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, at least, of course. At least somebody sang me. At least somebody sang wish me happy birthday. Oh, oh come on. Uh, someone, uh... Nah, nah, not really. I didn't get no happy birthday really? from nobody. So, come nah, on. not really. Nah. Well, but you, listen, okay, you should call Black and Abdallah tomorrow. Because they'll sing to you. In the morning, yeah. Yeah, they're on in, in Greeny Spot tomorrow. Yeah, I heard. I heard. They was on this morning. I heard them this morning. Um, but, uh, Sylvia, um, a lot I wanted to ask tell you something. Like, so, you know, with this situation, you know, as far as um, the Bulls and, like, AK and Jerry, you know, I, I'm just confused because I'm wondering this. And, Waddle, I know you always say, you know, if you're not going to allow the GMs to do their job, then why are you hiring them? And it's, it's just I'm confused because I'm wondering it with this whole situation. Is this Jerry telling, like, is it to the point where AK, maybe he wants to, but is this Jerry holding, doing this whole, because I'm seeing the same thing with the White Sox. Yeah. Because if you close your eyes, this seems like White Sox all over again. It's almost like they're a mirror image of each other because, I, and I'm wondering, like, the same issue Rick Hahn was having when everybody was complaining about Rick Hahn not being aggressive and him not going out making moves and him with the LaRusa thing and all that. And and we got to ask ourselves this question. Is is this Jerry doing this? Because AK can sit there and say, hey, I'm out here trying to make moves, but if Jerry's not allowing me to spend the money, then what? What and he's like, hey, what am I supposed to do? This man is not allowing me to be aggressive. So then if then, if that is the case, then this is a more bigger problem than we ever imagined. Well, yeah, it's because- a, yeah it, 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 I've always told you, Chase, with the Bears, I've just been saying it. But the same is true with the Bulls. It starts at the top. It's, it's exactly- no coincidence. It's, 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 it's the way Jerry runs his business. But, but by the same token, also inside this conversation, the general managers still, regardless of what their budget is, they have to make good decisions. And but but it 
But Mr. But Wawada, I got. But Wawada, you remember you used to say all the times when uh, when Ryan Pace and with the whole thing with with George when he say if you're not gonna allow me to do my job, you can't. Just like when they were saying, if you're gonna tell me, okay, you can't spend this much money, you can't draft this player because we try to keep this on a budget. And he like, well, hey, what am I supposed to do then? It's like say if you, if you got a billion dollar corporation and you own a business. And you tell your and you tell your boss, hey, I need to make moves to make us. Because what are we doing here? Are we trying to win? Because I mean, uh, AK can go to Jerry and say, hey, listen, I want to make some moves because we need to. We need, what, what is the plan here? I want to make some moves so we can win a title, so we can win a championship. Because that's what it's all about. And Jerry says, well, I want to win, but we have to worry about our budget. And then AK's like, well, what, do you, what, well, then what am I supposed to do? What am I here for? Well, well Chase, listen, it's, it's a good question. And thanks for the call and happy birthday to you. Look, I, my only point is, is both need to be true. I don't look at what AK did since he's been here and think it's been because he hasn't had the resources. He's the one that decided to make the trade for Vooch, right? They were the one that decided to make the play for, for Lonzo Ball. They're the ones that decided... Look, I get it. What about I, this offseason? Could they have been more creative? Yeah, with absolutely. The, with the budget? Absolutely. Like, so that's, that's right, part right. of it. Yes, he probably could have had, if you would have given him more resources, maybe he could have done other stuff. But when you grade some of the other decisions, regardless of budget... What do you what do you come up with? It's why I always got mad. Like people always used to rip me and say, Sylvie, why are you so hot about Jordan Bell? It was never about Jordan Bell. It was the start of a rebuild, and Jerry was more worried about putting the pot putting the money for the second round pick in his pocket than he was about grabbing a young player and just seeing what that young player could do at the beginning of a rebuild. It was a philosophy. What kind of, what, what, what kind of a message is that at yeah. the beginning of the rebuild? No, it's, it's, it's a message that the owner says, I value money more than I value an athlete on a young team. Correct. And, I'm just and saying also, like, priorities. I'm not going to let a general manager of a franchise off the hook just because he's got more budgetary constraints than other general managers. These guys still have to make good decisions in their player evaluations. You're very true. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. All right. Um, AK is expected to meet the media. We will relay what he has to say. We will play you some of the sound after it is done. And then Lewis Riddick uh, is going to join us, speaking about teams going in the right direction. Hopefully, about the Bears. Yesterday, Adam Schefter told us something very, very good about the Bears. And uh, we will relay what that is. And then Lewis is going to jump on and see if he agrees with Shefty about uh, what he had to say at 5 o'clock in the number one pick. All that coming up. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. All right, so Lewis Riddick is going to join us at about 5.15. So it's been pushed back a little bit. We'll be able to react to AK. I don't believe AK has spoken yet. Looking at the timeline regarding his uh, press conference. Bulls say nothing today if you're just getting out of work into the car on this rainy day. No uh, trades for the Bulls. There were lots of rumors regarding Zach Levine. We'll see how he reacts tonight as they play Brooklyn. 
We'll see as Cap joined us at four. Cap's been reporting that him and Billy Donovan have reached a point where they're just not seeing eye to eye as far as their basketball sensibilities. They get along as people and sort of the way like Shams described how Damar and Zach haven't been on the same page. That they get along well off the court, but basketball chemistry-wise, they have not been on the same page. Same thing with uh, Billy and and Zach Levine, that they have reached sort of a point of no return. And uh, it will be interesting to see now that they didn't reach an agreement with the Knicks on trading Zach. Where this goes the rest of the year, how Zach will play, could he possibly play well, can he raise his level of... Can he raise his trade value so they could get something good for him in the offseason when all 29 teams are looking to improve? But no deal for the Bulls. They're one of two teams who did not make a trade midseason. Kind of as expected, right? I mean, like, what was your what were your odds on them? Your, Making your any person? deal? Yeah. I thought they'd make a deal. I thought they would make a deal to, to bring add in a back, you like, know, like some a back sort of a young backup point guard. point guard that Andre Drummond would be added for a team that needed some size, that Kobe White may have been traded for a team that would have liked him. He was having one of his better seasons. What's his future with the team? I, like, So the Bulls were the only team, would you say? They were the, there were two teams who did not make a deal mid at the midway point. In, in the season trade, who is the other team, Tyler? Who did it was not the make Cavaliers? Cavs. Yeah, Cavs. I read uh, that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're doing pretty well. That's that was the point that the Cavs were a team who made one of the biggest deals in the off season. Yeah, and the Bulls did not really do anything in the off season. They didn't do anything here at the trade deadline. They are an underachieving team. It's not like they're flying high. And let, let's keep things status quo. They are who they are. They are who they are, really. They're, they're, they're t- this is who they've been since, what, the 40-game mark of last year? They've been a 500 team. It's sort of, and that's why I, I called them the White Sox at the beginning of the yeah. year. And it's sort of the same thing as the White Sox. The White Sox, from like the midway point of the 2021 season, they were the same team from 20, midway of 2021 all the way through 2022. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Same thing with the Bulls. Yeah. Like who they are. They were the same team from about February of 2022 all the way through here, 2023. Look, for me, it's a great comparison because there were a lot of people that were expecting the White Sox just to, oh, well, they'll find their stride and then they're going to make some noise. No, they're not because this is who they've proven they are over a pretty significant period of time. So if the Bulls go ahead and do something that is unexpected, and make a run, I will be more than a little bit surprised because I think they've defined who they are over a long stretch of time. So my expectation level is more the same. They'll win a couple of games. It'll get you, you know, it'll get some people's heart rates going a little bit. Maybe this is the time. And like every time when when they've had a two or three game win streak, they will find a way to go out and lose a game. Let me give you the old teaser. Uh, AK uh, is starting his... Uh, his thing with uh, reporters, and uh, he has said that the Bulls were pretty active at the trade deadline. They didn't do anything. We'll tell you more coming up next.